<laughs> Sorry. Unpleasant. Unbecoming of such a young woman. Oh. You're young? Hey, I'm still considered a young woman. Gosh. And I'll take it because I I'm still in that age range. Oh yeah. Let's let's open it up. Oh yes. Hey pals. Hey buddies. We're gonna learn about Jesus again. <laughs> Is there anything we should assault their ears with first? Hmm. Nine eleven was an inside job. Uh Tupac isn't dead. Um, I meant more relevant to us, but... (laughs) (laughs) Guess what we have now. We are on Instagram. You can see us at the Hybel Study. H-I-G-H-B-L-E-S-T-U-D-Y. See, just like Jesus, you didn't even wait for me to guess what we have I'm feeling the Jesus juju right now, so I'm going to just go on it. Okay. So you can check us out on Instagram at the Highball Study. We will be there, or you will be square. So, we'll be there. I think they're all going to be squares because they're all going to be pixels. <gasps> no, we'll be the pixels. They'll be the real humans on the outside of the screen viewing it. But as soon as they, they interact, they become pixels. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Or at least their hearts do. Yeah. Because they'll be so busy hearting us. So hard. They'll have just a million little pixelated hearts. Groovy! What is it you're having? Um, I had some Planet Confectionery. And now I'm having some Lilac Diesel. Both are by Livewell. Um, Concentrates. The Hash Wax. That is my favorite. And it's really good priced, too, because, like, as a company, they sell it to dispensaries for a lot cheaper than the rest. So, you know, the dispensaries are able to sell it for cheaper, and it's good quality. You don't find a lot of good quality, cheap products. See, you always talk about that, but, like, I don't pay attention to the prices enough to, or really to know anything like that. That's fair. I think I paid attention to that kind of stuff more because I worked in the industry. So I had to evaluate, you know, do people actually feel like they're getting their money's worth from this? Can I talk to them about that? Can I sell them on that? You want to know what I had? I would love to know what you're smoking today. Or, ooh, what did you have? uh, Some choice cookies and cream edibles. Yum, those are so good. Yeah, for those of you at home, those cookies and cream choice bites, those ones are white chocolate covered mm-hmm. off-brand Oreos, and they're little bite-sized. They're so good. And the chocolate's infused with THC. So it's a lovely treat if you know how to get choice chews anywhere around you. Okay, well, do you remember the last episode? The last one, last episode, we were talking about... Okay, see, I literally cannot remember the last episode whenever you ask. I can only think of the one prior. (laughs) Okay, it was... um, That's when Jesus just becomes mouthy and tells everyone to mind their own business. I think the, the big part was when they were just like in a field eating or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Last episode. They were walking through a field, picking some grain, getting in trouble for working on the Sabbath. And Jesus was basically like, fuck you. I don't do what you tell me to. (laughs) And he was raging against the machine there. Yeah, just a little. It was pretty solid. He, He stayed civil enough episode eight did end with more death threats that was the thing because then they were they were like oh, oh. yeah jesus jesus we, we left 
Jesus was trying to run away from people that wanted to kill him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that is facts. They they used the verbiage that they wanted to destroy yes. him. Or they were going to destroy him. So, yikes. Okay, so I mean, that's that's enough of the past. Let's go on to the, the more recent past. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Moving on to the first section today, then, is Matthew chapter 12, uh, 15 to 21, and Mark chapter 3, verse 7 to 12. All right. So in Matthew twelve fifteen to twenty one, Jesus basically was he he had been healing all these people, but now he's grown like this huge crowd because people are being healed and telling everybody like, oh my god, you can go get healed by this guy, go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So everybody's like coming to him, and. He's telling him, all right, you gotta keep it on the, the down low because this has to, like, this is fulfilling this prophecy that Isaiah spoke on. Mm-hmm. So, we fulfill in the prophecy. You're not telling anybody. We're keeping this secret from the coppers. Wait, Jesus was telling the people that were fulfilling the prophecy? Um, I don't know that Jesus said that. Oh, okay. but. The, the, the scripture said that. Yeah, Matthew's trying to push that so that you get... Because like, the, the whole thing is just like, see, Jews, this is why this makes sense. Pretty much. Because that was a big part of their their job, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Yeah. They went from town to town and tried to convince people that this is the way. And to do that, they had to know their beliefs and culture, too. <laughs> and I mean... Mark 3, 7 to 12 was a continuation on that. Yeah. <clears throat> Mark gives a little bit more more background because Matthew was just using this as a, a chance to make a point. There's a technicality. Yeah. Like, see, he tells people to don't talk about him. He, he doesn't want to be known. So, of course, he's this, this quiet man, uh, trying to like cause attention and you know people respect him and look to him see yeah totally yeah i think in in the um section we read from matthew there were only like two or three verses that were no yeah two verses that were about what happened yes and the rest yeah was just something like isaiah referencing said. yeah it was quotations of isaiah <laughs> so I'm glad Mark went into a little more on that. It is Matthew just referencing, like, a prophecy. But I have a Bible note in here that says, like, it, the whole note is just, like, for 18 to 21, here is one of Matthew's descriptive gems highlighting Jesus' graciousness and gentleness. Yeah. I, I feel like that, that just kind of whole, like, what was obviously written was then just, just kind of glazed over. Because that's what he's doing, but it's the inappropriate. It's an inappropriate time because that's not what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Matthew had kind of like a crush is the wrong word, but kind of like a crush on Jesus, but in more of like a superior sense, like a like a boss and an employee. Like I aspire to be mm-hmm. at your level. Like I, I idolize you. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> crushes. Yeah, man crush. There you go. Yeah, man crush. Matthew totally had a big man crush on Jesus. I'm pretty sure all of the, the disciples had a big man crush. Yeah, but he's like the fanboy one. He likes to go hard into talking about all of it. He's more the dude one because he likes to go hard into like, yeah, violence. He, he does do that too. He does do that too. But he really likes to go into the in-depth Okay, they but, all do, but he goes really in depth. Yeah, Bark just takes it as a, a a moment to give a visual of how bad it was getting. Just the amount of people trying to, like, it, it got out that you could just touch Jesus and be healed. <clears throat> so people are clamoring and just like, "You're the Son of God, heal me" or whatever. And Jesus is just like, "No, stop! 
don't tell anyone who I am, and trying to get to a boat to get away. Yes, please leave me alone. <laughs> Y'all are crazy, but only because there are so many of you. Mm-hmm. Well, and can you imagine that? Like, not only are all these people swarming them, but the people swarming them are all sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, super sick or going to die, you know, like. <laughs> so it is just like a bunch of zombies. Yeah. Just people hobbling after. Like, if you think about that, these towns probably had to, like, close shops and stuff. Okay, but then that's saying, days like... that Jesus was there. Okay, how many people in a city are really going to be that sick, though? But people are following them from other cities. Okay, and there are still a finite number of cities. And if it's just everybody who's just sick enough or recently dead enough or something or like they healed i don't know (laughs) well there's also the the injured and apparently the people who are possessed yeah so there i mean there's a lot to cover there and they did not have the hygiene that we have today plus all of the massive crowds of sick people (laughs) is probably causing more sick people (laughs) fair they probably had to close shops and stuff like on days that Jesus was in towns because there were just mobs of sick people. Well, then Jesus, don't want your plague. Jesus healed them and then there was no more plague. So there you go. The ones that got to him. <laughs> not everybody made it to him. Not everybody followed all the way. Why not? Well, my Bible just says many followed after he left. Well, the people that didn't need healing didn't follow. That's fair. But I would also like to think if I was super sick, I would not be up for that kind of a travel. Well, why would you? I don't even like getting up to go to the bathroom when I'm sick. So you think these people are still sick when they're following him? It wouldn't just be the people that like, oh, that went up, got healed, and now they're following. It's because he's healthy and can move faster. And so then they're slowly trying to wait, wait for me, Jesus, wait. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to keep going. You'll get to me when you get to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, I I think that these mobs of people are following him to be healed because they want to touch him Mm -hmm. to be healed. So. You have anything else? No, I don't think so. Not on that part. Just just this last sentence um, in my notes. So he had his Jesus bros get a boat ready to get the F out of here when needed. (laughs) Okay, so then the next part, as he's just realizing there's just too many people around for him to deal with, then is how he, when he chooses his his apostles, his favorite disciples. Oh, yeah. And that is Matthew chapter 10. Just all of it. Uh, Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 19, and Luke chapter 6, uh, 12 to 19. Interesting. All right. That is a lot of reading. Yeah. So there's something that Matthew had a lot to say that nobody cared about continuing on with. All right. I don't know. Let's do. Like, here, here's, here it is. Jesus picks his 12 people and... Gives well, really, Matthew's the only one that you know gives them a challenge, because I guess he was there and remembered, and everybody else doubted what he said or something. I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah, because Mark and Luke are just like, yay, twelve. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I feel you though. My notes are—they look like a lot, and it's really just what happened. <laughs> With some of my snark added in. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, all of them have to mention that Judas is, is a traitor. Okay. We haven't even gotten yeah. to that yet. And they're just like, let you know, don't have any hopes for this guy. Yeah, they were every single one of them. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They were just like, yep. And then there was Judas Iscariot, the traitor. <laughs> but yeah. So we have, we officially have Peter, or Simon Peter, Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, John, Philip, 
Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus. I'm probably butchering how that's said. Thaddeus, Simon of Zealot, and Judas. Is it Zealot or is it Zealot? Zealot. I don't know. It's probably Zealot, but I will always say Zealot because I learned the alphabet aerobics and it is pronounced Zealot in that to make it fit. Oh, well, I mean, it's pronounced that in uh, StarCraft 2. Oh, so. Chase played that, but I did not. Well, it's weird. They're zealots, but they literally are like zealots. Weird. Simon of Zealot. Mm-hmm. Zealot. So, yeah, Jesus is, you know, he, he gives his disciples this, like, priest-level god power, basically. He's yes. Plus five exorcism, plus five healing, plus five cleansing. Like, they're pretty badass now. <laughs> they're they're well equipped. Okay, but no, I mean, that's real because now they can all raise the dead. <laughs> yeah, they can raise they the can dead. They can do that. They can... That's insane. Like, we only talk about Jesus doing that a couple of times. But now all of these, these 12 men can just go do that to as many people mm-hmm. as possible. Well, we haven't even raised anyone up yet oh you're right we haven't talked about lazarus yet yeah we haven't even talked about that yet we haven't seen jesus do that yet and now it's just like yeah we 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 can do this why haven't we talked about this yet yeah because i feel like that's a big one holy shit (laughs) so yeah the the beginning of of matthew 10 just the first four verses is him naming his disciples, giving them their new powers, and it's just so casual that all of them can raise the dead, but I'm not making it casual because I think it's hype as fuck. (laughs) So, they can all raise the dead. That's dope. Okay. And then, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but the first rule of the challenge is that We've already got enough Gentiles now, so now you guys just got to go to the Jewish Jewish cities, try to get them. Yeah, we don't need any more of the Gentiles, Samaritans, get my lost sheep of Israel. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) They've all picked their classes and been assigned their races, I guess. (laughs) I mean, they're, Um, they're all human, so I guess. Yeah. And so, are we supposed to pick classes for them now? Ooh, yes. Okay, we'll do that yes, later. Yes, we, we do. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> or should we? That do can it be now? something we. Uh, oh, we can we can put that stuff up on our Instagram. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned on Instagram because uh, you'll be seeing the uh, stats for all of these twelve disciples, apostles. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> okay, but it's gonna just be like eight bards and four barbarians or something. <laughs> we, uh, it's. I didn't say it was a balanced team. I didn't say. So. I'm just saying, like, don't I? Don't don't get angry when it's just that's what the truth is. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> There's your warning. Yeah. So. Not only are you going to talk to the the Jews, you're going to do this without pay because I gave you this power without pay. So, pay that forward. And tell them it's heavenly power. Yeah, I know. Like, he really goes into detail on how not prepared they should be for their journey at any point of it. Your translation had a more emphasis on I gave this power for free, so don't accept payment. Don't, you know, just give it for free. Mine didn't do any of that and just said, uh, don't get yourself any money or coats or whatever for this trip. Just go and don't accept anything later. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Because yours definitely sounds more like it's don't prepare for this, 
don't accept this stuff, but mine is very much like, don't accept these things because this was given to you without pay, without barter. So It's a very romanticized translation. Yeah. yeah. But also I feel like, I don't know, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay, but, and then he's like, yeah, like he tells you this, he knows like how hard this is going to be. But like, I, there's this like weird, like threat assurance, like don't worry if you can't find in, anyone in a city that likes you. Like, just shake off that dust, leave, and we'll take care of it for you later or something. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That was kind of threatening at the end of that one, if that's the one I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. It said that uh, it'll be more tolerable in Sodom and Gomorrah on the Day of Judgment than that city. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> that's not cool. Like, people don't have to agree with you, and you can believe that they're going to to hell, but you don't have to tell them shit like that. Fuck. I believe a lot of people would be burning in their own hell if their hell existed. <laughs> because they don't follow what they should mm -hmm. and act as they should. But I don't go around saying that to everybody. Because if I did, <laughs> it wouldn't be good. Is that what Jesus is saying to all of them, though? I don't know. That's what it sounds like he's telling them to say if they don't accept this message. Because, let's see, that was in 15. Mine says, truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment oh, yeah. for the land of, yeah, for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than that town. And that was like right at the end of him telling them what to say to these people when he goes to, or when they go to these towns. Fair. Okay. So that's how I took it. I, that, that seemed more of just like an assurance to me that like, okay, if there's no one in this town that's just going to be good enough to just take care of you while you're there, then there's just no hope for anyone there. Let's go ransack it or something. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fair too. I was just thinking it was more of a, an eternal threat than a right now threat. I don't know. I mean, it really... You don't want to listen to my message? You're going to go to hell. I mean, yours yours makes, like, you know, the, the, the most church sense. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Trying to see what my note here says. Okay, my, my study Bible note for 15 says, It will be more bearable on the day of judgment. Mm -hmm. Increased understanding of God's revelation means increased responsibility. For some reason, that's not process. Yeah. That's not processing Fifth. to me either. Yeah, not processing. Like, that's trying to know, say man. if God tells you more about his plan, then you, then you are, you're just, I don't know. I don't see how that has to do with 15, though. I don't either. That's, like, that, that's a cool message. <laughs> sure, yeah. But doesn't fit 15. It was really just Uncle Ben. That's all it was. Uncle Ben... Aww. There was a moment of silence for Uncle Ben, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because he's like, yeah, don't worry if they, they reject you. And then he goes into, like, uh, he lets them know, like, how bad it will be when they do reject him. Like, this is what you have to be prepared for. You should know this stuff. You've seen this happen to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're gonna persecute you. And they're gonna drag you. And they're gonna flog you. And it's not gonna be good. Mm -hmm. But, worry not. Do not be anxious. Because God will give you the words when facing authority and disciplinary action. Was that the right timing? Yeah, no, that was the right timing. I was just like, oh, nice voice you got there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> He also tells them that the gospel message will cause rifts from in, in households, too. It's not just, like, the authority figures and the people. It's also, like, 
a father and son mm-hmm. and people are going to hate them because of his name but the one who stays true will be saved in the end and yeah that essentially means to me keep sharing the word he also tells them to flee when they're persecuted so like leave when it's no longer safe but yeah keep doing this and some people will get it and some people won't and there will be conflicts that happen because of you coming in and doing this and that's gonna happen don't take it personally because it's gonna happen okay but like so okay i just think it's he's going in and he's he's telling them about like all of these horrible things that are likely to happen to them like Mm -hmm. being arrested being tortured being stoned you know and then he's like but don't worry don't be anxious because even though i'm not here my god is here my father is here and he'll, he'll be with you and it's just like can you imagine just being in that moment like okay you can you have these insane inhuman powers and you can raise the dead now but mm. also you're going to be tortured and stoned and thrown in prison you can heal yourself and you can heal yourself but is that an abuse of the power uh no you have that... to take care of yourself first to be able like if you need to Facts. keep heal like yeah that's true yeah so you can keep healing other people that's why it had to be a cross when he died to keep him from laying hands on himself uh not because it was the norm and that's just what they did uh benefit facts i would have to agree with that Mm -hmm. i also think that like just the mention of the gospel message will cause rift in households yeah like that i mean that is something that we are still seeing today like i mean that was something that was happening that that was the point they were expecting it to happen because these were the people who were still abiding to the old laws whatever yeah and let's be real most people have some sort of belief set that they have been around or believe themselves or have believed most of their lives Mm -hmm. And nobody likes being told that what they believe is wrong or not quite correct. Mm -hmm. And with how intimate and personal religion is for so many people, that is definitely something that's going to put you on defense and put you into this, like, I I will fight for this Mm -hmm. mode. So many wars have happened because of religion. So, like, yeah... That is absolutely something people will fight for. So when you're going into people's homes and half of them are like picking up what you're putting down and half of them are not, that's now like a family war that's Mm -hmm. just started because now these people who believe what they've always believed are like this, this family member has fallen and now they're no longer part of this and whatever hell or damnation that religion believes in (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. then you have this person who's just been converted and they're like oh my god my whole family's going to hell because they don't believe in this they don't believe in this jesus they all want the same thing they want their loved ones to be safe eternally they all just love each other But because they love each other, they're going to spend their entire lives fighting. And that's so sad. I wish it wasn't that way. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, as common as you think. I don't know. Yeah, it's super common. That's the problem. Because we see it all the time. Mm -hmm. It's something they train you for in Sunday school as a kid. It is. How to deal with those parents or or family members who aren't Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it really it is just staying away and getting an, an, a, an older Christian, a more Christian than you to deal with them. Uh-huh. <laughs> because it's not your job to to um, disciple to them. Mm. I never understood that as a kid. I got so mad. 
because I was like, well, why can't I disciple to Ruth and Sarah? Just because I'm a kid, I can totally talk about God. <laughs> I always thought it was my job to convert them. Like, I, it was going to be me that did it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Little did I know. I deconverted and then converted them to to my <laughs> later beliefs. Oh. <laughs> okay, so you, you still had to fill that prophecy, huh? Yeah, but it was unintentional this time. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe in trying to change people's mm-hmm. religion, I guess. Spirituality. Unless they're harming others, then I believe we need to stop that. But then, but you went and introduced your, your sisters to to the other stuff, so then that was still. I wasn't introducing them. I was sharing with them what I'm learning and how excited I am because they're also <laughs> my best friends. It was not a oh my god, do you, like you have to believe this. It was a very much like you guys are gonna think I'm crazy, but I love this. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh my God! Um, when you were when you were saying about how like di- yeah, like during these 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 times, like don't worry about it, like like God will be with you or whatever, like that that again is 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 more of a I keep wanting to say romanticized, but I'm like I don't know if that's the right word or anything, but it's definitely this translation. Yeah, because mine is just like hey. It really comes across like don't just don't think about what you're gonna say. Just just go with your gut at the moment. Like I trust that you're gonna do it right. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the intention behind it. But yeah, mine is very much like no, like you don't have to have the words for those moments mm-hmm. because God will provide those words because it's the spirit within, not the human. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the words. <laughs> For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Oh, yeah. And then verse frickin 21, Matthew 10, 21. That one threw me off so freaking hard. Like, I stopped everything because <laughs> I didn't, I needed to understand. Because it goes from that last verse I just read into... Um, brother will deliver brother over to death and the father his child and the children will rise against parents and have them put to death i was just like holy shit we're going from comforting to this okay what does this even mean (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that was going into make a note about that sorry go ahead i mean that but that just ended up being like how like his first mention of how it's going to divide these families and cause all this tension. Yeah. Yeah. At that point I was just like, what? (laughs) But absolutely. That's what that means. It's just very bold word choices. Striking word choices. Maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. I just had to mention that because it really threw me off and I spent a lot of time on thinking about that and dwelling on I that. I mean, that's <laughs> totally in character because it's everything is always these bold word choices. Yeah. That's Matthew for you. Well, he this, is, this is Jesus, though. This, this, this is Jesus for you. Yeah, but this is his... Yeah, yeah. But this is Matthew writing and he's the only one who included this. <laughs> I'm saying his word choice. Because also, I don't have red letters and this isn't in... Oh really? Oh yeah. So I have a hard time deciding what's actually his words and what's not. Oh, uh, half with verse five to the end of this is all something that Jesus supposedly said. Ah. Yeah, like in one big rant. Okay, that's fair. When he's going on big monologues, it's hard for me to tell what he's like, what's his and what's not, because it's not read. So I just have the quotations, and I'm like, I don't see the quotations anywhere around. <laughs> but yeah, that makes sense. The whole thing. Okay, so wait. Where all that happens, and it's like, look, it's going to suck, but yeah, run away. You're not going to run out of cities. There's plenty. Don't worry. Just keep going. 
Yeah. Then what? Because he's he's telling him to flee when per when you're being persecuted when you get into these situations. Mm-hmm. Dust your boots off of that town, because guess how many towns are around a gajillion? Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. <laughs> so move on. Get to the next one. And then very contrary to earlier this episode, some earlier passages we read. Yeah, now, very contradictory to what we were reading in the scripture earlier this episode, Jesus is now telling his disciples to basically scream his name from the rooftops and uh, tell everybody, this is all Jesus, and our fleshy bodies are just fleshy bodies, but our soul is where it is all at. So get the soul good, because Jesus is Jesus. And also, don't be afraid of persecution, because... It's just a fleshy body. Your soul will go to heaven. You're really into the the fleshy body stuff. Yeah, that's just my verbiage. Because human bodies are really just meat suits for our souls. Yeah. But it was just, mine was just technical. It was, hey, you know, just body. Don't worry if it can kill the body. Whatever. It's the soul that counts. It's just starting to prepare them for... For death in his name. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, he's make, He's getting them to be okay with that. <laughs> that, that is... Uh, has to be, by definition, radicalizing right there. I would agree. Would this now be considered an extremist group? Yeah. I'm going to Google it and just figure out what determines that. I mean... It sounds like... Religious extremism. What is religious extremism? Religious extremism is any behavior, attitude, or belief outside of the norm of religious beliefs or practices. Often this extremism manifests itself in some form of violence or the creation of smaller groups or cults. Religious extremism is present in all religions. I mean... They kind of fit the bill. Their behavior, attitude, and beliefs are not the norm for their belief system. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think um, it all lines up. <laughs> yeah, so Jesus and the 12 apostles were an extremist religion, a religious extremism group. Interesting. That feels big. <laughs> that feels what? But, that feels big. Big? Why? Like, that's just a lot. I mean, when it's you think just the technicality. Groups, yeah, it is. But when you think of extremist groups, you think of, like, ISIS and the KKK. Mm-hmm. How are we to know that this wasn't similar? We can't know. I don't know. Yeah. What if all this talk about sword and violence and judgment isn't just flowery ling- flowery language of Matthew. Yeah. What if it's the real deal? Mm-hmm. Also, I'm I'm going to point out here too because I I did start putting in my notes here. A lot of this reminds me of well, the this in particular reminds me of um like them like going from town to town and sharing with everybody they can about Jesus and just leaving and going to a new town when they're being persecuted. It just reminds me of some um, Muslim Jehovah's Witnesses, like witness practices, and like there's nothing wrong with that. But what I think is ironic is there's so many Christians that I know that would be terrified of hearing of these other religions doing the same things that Jesus is literally telling his mm-hmm. disciples to do. So it's like, it's just one of those like bitter, hard irony things. Like the, their own religion does this, but they demonize other religions literally for this. <laughs> like, because you have to be on the winning team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, even though they're they're very similar religions, and really what it comes down to is where in the world you were born, you know, they just have to demonize it. But, like, 
even as a kid, like I went to summer camp and, and I went to like these conferences, at, like in college age and stuff where we learned to evangelize and we learned how to go out and convert people and like, and not just the atheist people, the everyone of all religions, like there were different seminars that you could do that specifically spoke on certain religions, like converting somebody from Islam or converting somebody from Buddhism or Catholicism. Yeah, that shit's really intense. And I like how you mentioned Catholicism too, because that is always a strong one. Cause it was always like, well, they're not technically Christians because they just won't do the little yeah. ritual or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and even with like Judaism too, that was another one because that was always really an uncomfortable topic around the church. I felt because it was like trying to hold this place of high honor for it, but also trying to acknowledge that we believe that they're wrong uh-huh. and we want them to be converted. Oh, oh really? To yeah. Oh my! Mine was. I was always taught like you know. They're wrong, but they got a free pass now, so they're just kind of grandfathered in. Everybody else has to get saved. Oh, yeah. No, we we focused hard on the fact that, yes, they have a free pass, but God also tells them that they still have to do the work, and they don't even believe in Jesus, and they have to believe in Jesus. Mm. I mean, that is more what the Bible's saying, but I mean, that that is what I got from church my mom like yeah that, that was that was the general thing like you know it's okay yeah but like these and at the time I loved going to these things I thought it was so exciting because I wanted to go out and share I wanted to be a missionary and travel and meet people and do all that mm-hmm. but now I'm just like this is literally all the same stuff that's happening in these other religions that they're using in our religion and in these conferences and things to demonize those mm-hmm. other religions. And it's like, that's A, hypocritical, and B, just kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. I had a lot on there, and I don't really know how oh, to wrap that up that's in a nice fine. Oh, bow, but, but I did. Okay, growing up, you know, the, 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 the Jews in church were the ancient people, and then any Jews still alive were just, you know, like how they were described to me it was more like they they held a place of honor still because they got to be that because they're still the chosen people so they're still of course going to be going to heaven but so it was like kind of like a like a mythical thing almost because i mean in the midwest you don't know a lot of jews that's fair i had a jewish kid in my class in like a couple of years in in elementary school and we were we were okay friends for a little while but like i remember being so interested and so intrigued about everything i like i wanted to understand all the differences between christianity and judaism and and like i wanted to learn about hanukkah and everything and and my school actually like did a lot for hanukkah mm. in addition to christmas which was kind of cool um, cause I was still like mid two thousands. I think but. the most I learned about like Hanukkah and like slash earliest would have been like in a Rugrats episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why, why is it up to Nickelodeon to teach people things? I don't know, but Nickelodeon did a bang up job. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember being so interested and in, like you were saying, like, mm-hmm. It was almost this, like, mysticism. Like, I was just so on, like, so in awe and curious because that's how you're taught to believe. I don't know. That's what you're taught to believe about Jewish people. Mm-hmm. They're these awe-inspiring people. But I also remember he was the first kid that I ever heard say jesus as a swear and he said it all the time and i was like mortified (laughs) wait were you supposed to minister to him though yeah yeah of course did you because he was so close 
Um, I don't even remember. I'm sure I did, because I remember preaching to my friends on the playground, and saving my friends on the playground, and praying the prayers with them. Yeah, so I'm sure he was included in that at some point, and probably was like, this girl's fucking crazy, and went to go play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I think wherever we were, we, we got away from, but we were, it was just, don't fear death, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, fear God more. <laughs> but but don't worry, like, you're still, like, you know, you're important to him, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but don't worry about your fleshy body. It's just here. Your soul will be in heaven. It's okay. <laughs> Does yours not talk about and, any sparrows? Um, I don't recall any sparrows. Oh, really? I'm just checking through that section real quick to see. Fear not, therefore you are more <laughs> you are of more value than many sparrows. So that's nice. He's like, yeah. You're 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 even worth more than than many sparrows. <laughs> like not not just one, not just two, but like you're worth more than three or four sparrows, brah. Okay, now that doesn't sound like such a great thing. Jeez, taking it just out of context like that. (laughs) It's supposed to be like, uh, this story is like, you're supposed, you were sent out to get two sparrows. If you drop one, your dad's gonna know. He's gonna be upset, and he's gonna punish you. But don't worry, you're still worth more than that sparrow. You're worth more than so many sparrows. (laughs) Aww. I don't know. I guess that's fair. With that context. But I'm not given that context in the scripture. No. So. Yeah. It doesn't tell you any of that. Oh, geez. Yeah, no, it does. Okay. I just missed a lineup there. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's fair. There is that context there. I just completely passed over that while I was skimming. No. Okay. (laughs) So then... I. Wait, wait, what else you got? Yeah, well, after he's done telling them about how they're probably going to die and making them okay with that, um, he goes into a whole screw world peace with a sword kind of mindset. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus explains that he did not come here for peace, uh, but with a sword. And that he's here to... He's here to set people against one another while bringing enemies together. If you hold anyone above Jesus or God, you are not worthy. There are a lot of things that make you not worthy, but holding somebody above Jesus and God, that makes you not worthy. Okay, but like, is the, you're taking the sword as like a literal sword? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Not just, like, a, a poetic sword that, you know, like, because what he's previously saying about, like, he's, like, the tension he's going to cause in the family's like, I'm not going, like, you send this message, this is going to be happening, you were not bringing peace to their cities, we're bringing this tribulation. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely a hypothetical sword, but it's more fun to think of him carrying around a sword. I mean, he... That he uh, like swings around he doesn't actually hurt people with it he just swings it around like crazy (laughs) (laughs) okay have we been have we has it been said he isn't carrying a sword i don't think so i'm sure there's quite a few people some of them i don't know they gotta have some way to protect themselves and also let's be real they're probably hunting they gotta have something yeah they they still eat meat, but I mean they don't, yeah. that's when they go town to town. Like no, I mean it was yeah, interesting. But yeah, I just think it's interesting that like this man who has been all about peace and love this whole time says like, "Don't think I came here for peace," because mm-hmm. that is not the case. Yeah, it's a very big like escalation. <laughs> it's a big jump. Yeah. And and to be honest, 
it's things like this in Christianity that are reasons why I am not a Christian and I don't identify as a Christian. Um, because what it comes down to is the insistence on being right and that there cannot be peace because people will always disagree. But I believe that people can disagree and still get along. I know my beliefs are different than yours, I'm assuming. And I know that my beliefs are different than my brother's. But, like, I can still have fun and be friends and (laughs) not hate you guys, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that there can still be peace. And my goal is peace, not being right. So I, I just think it's interesting coming across a spot where I disagree with Jesus for the first time. I think this is where I truly disagree with him for the first time that we've come across. Because mm-hmm. I understand where he's coming from. He doesn't mean, like, physical violence. Yeah. Like you were saying, he's it's going to cause conflict in, in the households. It's going to create this barrier. Mm-hmm. shouldn't have to create a barrier. It shouldn't have to cause chaos. Chaos is already an existing energy that's naturally occurring in the world. Peace is when we learn how to live in synergy with that chaos. Did you have anything more for that area? Uh, you said something. I was just trying to remember. Like, Sorry, I went hard on that. Yeah. It kind of just came to me as I was reading and talking. <laughs> I was feeling it. Yeah, you had a monologue. I did. Mm-hmm. INFJs are, are known for that, you know. Mm. <laughs> it's probably why Jesus was classified as an INFJ. One of the reasons. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to, yeah, that, 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 yes, that episode yesterday to like do the last edit, whatever. And then I took a test and I got that too. I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. So much for the rarest type. <laughs> I know. And there was like a bunch I... of comments below about everyone being happy about, yay, I'm glad I'm this. And it's so rare. I'm like, are these people real? Yeah. Because it's supposedly like, it's only like 1.5 to 3% of the population is supposed to be INFJ. But then, like, everybody's an INFJ. (laughs) And then people online are always like, that's because INFJs just flock together. I'm like, that's fair. Or people just have a wrong perception of themselves because they believe lies that they, they believe lies about themselves. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I think so many people take personality tests wrong. They take it of how they want to be perceived rather than what they are. So you, you think they can't? They're unable to see how they're perceived? I don't think that they're unable to. I think that they don't want to believe that... I don't know. I think a lot of people don't want to believe a lot of truths about themselves. And I think when it comes to personality tests like that, a lot of people put what they want to be or what they strive to be rather than what they are. Because that's the best version of themselves that they see. They want to be that. So if they have that label that they can call themselves that is that then they're happy. I also think it's a lot of false or inaccurate or out-of-date information for statistics, because I think that there has been a huge Myers-Briggs boom over the last five to ten years, and that information was still around 15 years ago. (laughs) So, like, I have a feeling it's not quite accurate. So, maybe after they're here, like... Hearing Jesus' first monologue, you can take a test based on that and find out. There you go. What is he? Ooh. (laughs) Interesting. And it's hard because you can do that and it'll be accurate to an extent, but it's like, at the end of the day, nobody can know what he was feeling. (laughs) Because you can have an introvert that is screaming from the inside out that they're dying because they are constantly around people all the time. But from the outside eye, it looks like they're an extrovert and they really love being around people. So if we don't know what they're thinking and feeling, then we don't know the reality. It's really fun to type characters and, and like, historical figures. But, like, 
as long as everybody is aware, <laughs> these are just guesses. We can't know these. Some people take that shit really, really seriously. Yeah, it's cool that you have the same type as your, like, as your favorite book character, but like also, the only person who can really take that quiz for that character is the author, because they're the only one who knows what they're feeling. I'm just going on a rant about all this stuff now. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Better than eating in silence. <laughs> I also really like How the do you know the author stuff. is going to actually even know? I thought you were going to say that, that would to depend. Be the character. That would depend. Mm -hmm. But the author created the character, so that would be like God taking the Myers-Briggs test for us. I don't know what that would accomplish. I don't know. It would put a label on it. Oh, that way like he could actually like we become pre-labeled as what we are. So he can keep track. I guess. Or he could just do it now and be like, yep, this is what you are. That's definitive. Okay, so after the sword stuff. Yeah, I don't have a lot of notes for this part, but because it was pretty much just Jesus listing who will be rewarded. It doesn't say how they will be rewarded, but I assume heavenly rewards, meaning they will go to heaven instead of hell. And maybe more. Like, But it doesn't specify. What do you mean? Like who will be rewarded? In Matthew 10, 40 through 42. Mm -hmm. Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. And the one who receives... I guess that was really just the last verse. Yeah, okay. The one who receives the prophet because he is a <coughs> prophet will receive the prophet's reward. And the one who receives the righteous person, because he is a righteous person, will receive a righteous person's reward. I took that more of, like, a warning. As, like, 40 is like, this is what you're supposed to do. Receive this message, like, that I gave you from here. If you're going out, they're just getting, like, oh, it's a prophet. It's a righteous man. It, it's something. Then they're not getting what's right. They're just... They're going to get whatever reward that prophet can get them, which is nothing. Oh, I did not take it like that at all. Mm. Because a prophet, in my eyes, would receive a reward, and so would a righteous person, so they would be receiving those rewards. So that's how I was viewing that, but I probably took that the wrong way. Oh, he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's rewards. Because that's not like, I, I don't think the he there is is the disciple it's just whoever out in the city if they're getting this Ooh. so it's not saying that like if you do this good this is the this isn't the tiers i'm gonna rank you at well i didn't think they were like tiers <laughs> just they will be rewarded you know it's just listed that way because that's what they did mm -hmm. sorry i'm just reading the the study note i have mm-hmm um, prophet, one who speaks for God will, uh, will receive prophet's reward, will share in the re reward God gives the prophet, for the helper also plays, played a part in the prophet's work. Righteous person, one who has righteousness that comes from obeying Jesus. Um, one of these little ones, that is, anyone in need especially oh that's in 42 Sorry. yeah okay yeah for for 42 the last verse that is now like okay after he's given them this warning of like you know make sure you're you're doing it right it's like don't worry if someone wants to take care of you for your sake too if they want to give you a glass of water that's okay because it's like if they want to give you the water in the name of a disciple just as that's all you are they, they like what you're doing yeah that's okay yeah i just didn't get to that part yet oh <laughs> i was just reading those three because i was very confused with my notes because i was talking about rewards and then mm -hmm. 40 is not so i had to read through all of that and figure out what was <laughs> i f i don't know i feel like my study note is in a line with what i was saying mm -hmm. so 41 and 42 are talking about the different people who will be rewarded hmm. is is how I'm viewing that. That's what made sense to me. I have... That's what still makes sense to me. I, I have no notes for that section. For 41 and 42? 
40, 41, or 42, no. That is, you know, a technical lie. I have one for 41, and it is for the term in the name of, because he is. <laughs> yes. I don't really have anything else, though, so. Wait, can, um, what about 38 and 39? That was included in the, the sword stuff for me. Oh, okay. So I didn't, I didn't, like, make any notes on those, but. Okay. Oh, but it, yeah, it's those ones. Oh, it's 38 and 39, like, before that. Like, he he is reminding, like, this is possibly, like, you could possibly die doing this. And, uh, but then thir- and 39 is, like, he that findeth, findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loses, loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Like. Oh, that's where the weirdness at the end came in. The... If anyone is above Jesus and God, you are not worthy. In my notes. Really? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because... that, that started at 37. I had he that loveth the father, uh-huh. all that. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, you better have someone, you know, only, only love God more. And then it's like, and you better, you know, take this as far as it goes. But if you stop and you you do your own thing, you find your own life, you can't do that. It's going to be taken away, like. Once you do yeah. this, there's no backing out now. So you're just going to have to lose yourself in the moment yeah. and own it. And that again, that's, I don't know, that kind of unsettles me. That unsettles me too. I don't like that for my life. I mean, that, 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 that I mean, just like the, the scenario of him like telling these people this. Yeah, this whole situation that's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. It is very unsettling. <laughs> it would be weird. It would be very weird. So that was like all of what Jesus said. I don't know. Yeah, that, so that was pretty much the end of his thing. Yeah, that that's the end of the test. That's him telling him, okay, this is what you gotta do, and how tough it's gonna be. And I still just get the the the, the hunter hunter image in my head, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I need to watch it. Because it is just yeah. Here's a bunch of powers. Now you lose everything that you're used to. Now you gotta go and do this and survive, and you can't do this or this, but you gotta do this. How long can you do it? Yeah. Can you be the mini Jesus? Mini Jesus? Yeah, cause they're not full Jesus. They may be the same size as full Jesus, but they're mini Jesus. Cause they have mini Jesus powers. They have to do Jesus tasks on a micro level versus a macro level. What do you mean a micro versus macro? There, they can. Do all the same things now. Collectively, they are reaching the masses that Jesus reached. But individually, they are not. Uh, uh, Jesus was just a man. It was just people going to him. So, and if they were his, like, still should be like, you know, now, like, pyramid, bigger. He's just 12. And they all get 12. Yeah. Maybe. I like to think of them as mini Jesus. They're his mini me's. Setting off to be him. Okay, I liked how you referred to him as a, a warlock or something before. Oh, yes. Yes. He's a warlock. They're all warlocks now. They were warlocks and he was their patron. Oh. But yeah. <laughs> yes. So, he's this patron. Jesus has chosen his 12 disciples, the, the apostles here. And uh, they've now become warlocks. They've unlocked their powers and they're setting off on their journey to go do such things and not do the other such things. <laughs> and our heroes set out on their journey. Yeah. I mean, the un- only thing that Mark says, like, you know, happens after the 12 is they went to a house and Luke said that they went down the hill and had a healing party, which makes sense. Yeah. Jesus is going to be like, okay, now test out your abilities. Come on, get used to it. Gotta hone those skills. And then they, it was just like a big barbershop, you know, 12 swivel chairs, people come up. Mm-hmm. What's ailing you? <laughs> oh my God. Now, that is technically the smallest section we've ever done for an episode, but that is was a big thing, and I think that's good enough. I honestly think so, too. Because again, and... the, oh. Oh, I was just going to say, we, we have less recording time, but... 
it wasn't reading. It exactly. was a lot more talking. Yeah, none of this so. was reading. This is, yeah, I mean, this is good enough. And the next thing yeah. is Matthew 5, 6, and 7, which I think we should just kind of read that in preparation. Similar. I agree. And then go on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll plant, like, like in our own time, you mean? Yeah, in our own time, read that. Cool. And then we can, you know, also, in, like, when we talk about it or whatever, we can read, like, Luke... 20 verses in Luke or something. I don't know. Yeah. You said it was Matthew um, 5, 6, and 7? Yep. All right. Just getting my notes ready for that. All right. Okay. Close the Bible. Did you have any any takeaways? I feel like we got to see a lot more of a fuller picture of Jesus today. It's bittersweet for me because... Well, I'm not not a Christian. I hold Jesus in very high regards. And I really value his teachings. And it kind of makes me sad to see him in such a like to see him in the in this kind of an evangelical mindset because at the end of the day, that is what he was doing and he was going from town to town and converting people. It's not just doing these good things and healing people. He was shaking everything up as far as it goes religious-wise and spirituality. I think that if people are happy in what they believe, we should let them be happy in what they believe. It just makes me sad because he was very forceful about it. Maybe forceful is not the right word, but I can't think of the right word. Very insistent, adamant. So, I feel a little weird about Jesus right now. Mm, do you think he'll he'll redeem himself to you, or what? I don't know. It's really going to come down to his verbiage, him's words, because I know his actions. But, we still have some time that I don't remember, I think. I don't remember a lot of shit. I have a really bad memory, <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen here. You'll forget before you even have to forgive? I think... It's something that isn't going to be redeemed, and I don't think it needs to be redeemed. Oh, okay. Because I'm already content with where I'm at with Jesus and Christianity. So I think it's okay if he's not redeemed in my eyes, because he's always still going to be a... I, I'm always still going to value the other teachings, and I'm always still going to utilize those teachings. But It doesn't... The, the one wrong doesn't make the rights wrong. But not even as just like a character in a story right now as a character in a story he's he's still a solid character for me oh. i still like him as a character in a story yeah. i just don't agree with his views there's lots of characters that i love that i don't agree with morally <laughs> all right buddies thanks for tuning in in here in this section of jesus's life come back next week to hear more about jesus's life where he goes from here now that he's sending his disciples off to go be Warlocks. What is the patron doing in their absence? <laughs> and we'll see you next week, buddies. Bye. See you, pals. My cat ears are really fucking cute. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of my buddies went together and got me a really nice headset with that have the cat ears, and they're just so damn cute. So they got me those for Christmas, and I love them.